All right, well, thank you, worship team, for leading us so well. Great to be able to worship God together. Great to be able to sing together. We're grateful for that. And so just welcome everyone uh, here this morning. Welcome to those who are joining us online. My name is Joe Crummy. I'm going to be speaking today from the book of Acts. We're going to be speaking about the power of God. And just to set that context, so last week our uh, good friend Passionate spoke um, about being on fire for God. And one of the things that really stood out to me was just his exhortation that fire is contagious. And this whole the fire of God's contagious. So I'm hoping to fan into flame today uh, what uh, we, we've seen over the last few weeks and passionate just so well. Again, just uh, the context for what we're going to read in Acts 5 about giving our lives to Christ, about being filled with the Holy Spirit, but worshiping God all the time, everywhere, being part of a fired up uh, church community, being filled with the Word of God. We're just saying, yes, 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 more Lord. So let's turn to Acts chapter 5, and we're going to pick up verse 12, and we're going to find Jesus' early followers in the early church and uh, what's happening. So we're just going to jump right in, and we can read it together. The apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. And as a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats, so at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Woof! And crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. Wow! Then the high priest and all of his associates, who were members of the party of the Sadducees, were filled with jealousy, and they arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people all about this new life. And at daybreak, they entered the temple courts, as they had been told, and began to teach the people. And when the high priest and his associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of Israel, and sent to the jail for the apostles. But on arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them there. So they went back and reported, we found the jail securely locked with the guards standing at the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside." On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests were at a loss, wondering what this might lead to. Then someone said, look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple courts teaching the people. And at that, the captain went with his officers and brought the apostles. They did not use force because they feared that the people would stone them. The apostles were brought in and made to appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, he said. Yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than human beings. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. But God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior, that he might bring Israel to repentance and, forgiveness and forgive their sins. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. And when he heard this, they were furious and wanted to put them to death. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, who was honored by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin in order that the men be put outside for a little while. Then he addressed the Sanhedrin, Men of Israel, consider carefully what you intend to do with these men. For some time ago, Thodas appeared, claiming to be somebody, and about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed, and all of his followers were dispersed and it all came to nothing. 
After him, Judas the Galilean appeared in the days of the census and led a band of people in revolt. He too was killed, and all his followers were scattered. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone. Let them go. For if their purposes of activity is of a human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. His speech persuaded them. They called the apostles in and had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. And day after day, in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. Whew! Signs and wonders, angels, healings, deliverances, teaching, suffering disgrace because of obeying Jesus. The power of God was evident in his church. The power of God. And we see sort of two opposing results, or I should say, interesting reactions to the power of God. First, we see this. The power of God is alarming. And we read, no one else dared join with them. The awe of God, the power of God, the reality of God. Some people are just like, I'm not going there. (laughs) It's too radical. It's too something for me. It's too different. And that's what God's presence does. That's what God's power does through His teaching, through miracles, through God's speaking. It can affect people because here's what we realize as we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ as we follow Jesus. Jesus changes us. We're no longer our own entity. We belong to Jesus, and we make ourselves available. We say, Jesus, live your life through me. And you know what? That's messy and uncomfortable, and it changes everything. And some people just say, I just, it's too rad. I just don't want any part of it. Other people, though, respond this way. The power of God's appealing. It's like, whew, there's something different going on on planet Earth with angels and healings and signs and wonders. Wow. And my question this morning, I'm going to jump right to it. We can read this, and we can be like, yes, God. But my question is, does God act in the same way today? Does God appear in angels, in healings, and signs and wonders, and deliverances today? And sometimes we can say, yes, He does. And we can go, I heard in China this happened. I heard in India this happened. I heard in Africa this happened. I heard in South America this happened, which is all great and true. But I'm going to bring it closer to home. In Fredericton and surrounding area, does God's power at work today? And I'm hoping this morning to be able to say, yes, yes. And we're going to tell some stories that are going to honor Jesus and show that Jesus is alive today. Because it says, the Bible says, these people were witnesses of what Jesus had done. And last week, Passionate shared a bit of a story about a change that happened in his life. And Passionate was honest to say, if I dare say it, in a a way, Passionate was mocking God at one point in his life. And yet God got a hold of his life, and it changed the trajectory of his life. Emma Bicknell shared in our past week in our podcast, you can find it at ChristCentral.ca, she was here at our first meeting, and Emma was honest to share about what a stronghold an eating disorder had on her life, but how Jesus set her 
free. There's Jesus' power is at work. There's God stories that we all have. And back in January, I think it was January 24th, we shared some stories of healing, physical healing from our own church body. And you can go back and listen to that. All pointing to Jesus is alive, that the Holy Spirit is alive, leading us. He's active. He's involved in our lives. And this morning, I just want to share a couple of examples. And as Passionate was speaking last week, I wrote on the top of when I was taking notes, I just felt God say, tell more stories. And so this morning, I just want to share some stories. And here's my preamble, because I'm going to share a couple of stories from my life. And so I'm always nervous sharing from my own life, because sometimes it's a bit embarrassing. But also, what I don't want to do is, I don't want any pride, I don't want anything, I'm, I am no one special, okay? So this is totally God just working through me, and the glory and honor go to Jesus, not anything I've done, and I hope you get that, but I hope by me sharing, it stirs, and it lifts our expectation, and it makes us hungry and thirsty. God, continue to speak, and tonight at our prayer meeting, 7.30, we're going to be here in person. We're going to be calling out to God. That's what we've been doing. We've been calling out, God, come, move, act, speak, change lives, transform. Do it, Lord, and we're going to continue to do that, and I believe these are some answers to those prayers. So one of the things I'm going to share is I'm just going to share with you some ways God has spoken to me through dreams. And if we can see in the Bible, God speaks through dreams. He says it all the way through, and people like Daniel might stand out, but God speaks today. And the preamble is this, whenever God speaks, we line up with God's Word, we test, we weigh, we can ask others for advice, and I'm hoping that you'll understand that. And I've learned through over time to discern that Hey, a lot of my dreams, most of the time, they're whatever movie I watched before, it makes its way into my dreams. Whatever conversations we had that day, it makes my... But sometimes, I do know, I believe it's God who speaks, and He deposits something in. So this is what I do. Every morning, when I wake up, the first thing I do is I just journal what I dreamed. So I've learned, and Angela's saying, I forgot to say this in the first one, I used to not do that, okay? But... God got a hold of my life, and I really felt God press into me. So that's one of the ways God wanted to speak, so I had to take it seriously. So, like, I hardly miss a day, folks, honestly, because I dream every night. I know that's not for everyone, but that's how, and I write them down, and before I look at my phone, before I look at any computer or anything, because as soon as I look at my phone, I forget what I just dreamt. So it's the very first thing I do, read God's Word, and then I'll look. So that's just some background, and I believe God gives these dreams, not for anything for me, it's to give them away to bring encouragement and strength to others and to show others who don't know Jesus that Jesus speaks, that Jesus is concerned about their lives. So let me just give you some examples, and I hope this will encourage you. So here's, I'll start off with sort of an easier one, okay? So this one, I had a dream about a person, and the person I didn't even know very well, and I'll just tell you the dream, and then I'll tell you what I did with it. So this was a pretty, this one wasn't so hard to kind of share. So in my dream, I was in a meeting just like this, and at the end of the uh, meeting, a person who I know a little bit, but honestly, I don't know them that well, came forward, and in my dream, they asked for prayer, and I started praying for them. And in my dream, as I was praying for them, I just felt God speak, and it was God's words that God the Father spoke to Jesus at his baptism. You are my son whom I love, with you, I am well pleased. So in my dream, I just kept saying that over and over. I'm just like, this guy needs to hear this. Anyway, he just, in my dream, he's weeping and 
pray, and we had a breakthrough, and that was my dream. I was like, whew, that was pretty powerful. So I thought about it for a couple of days, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to, so I just Facebook messaged this guy. I haven't spoken to him years, okay? So he's not, doesn't even live in this city. And I just like, the preamble, hey, I think God speaks through dreams. Humbly submit this to you. Hope it brings encouragement. Maybe you need to hear this. And I just wrote out the dream I just told you. And so I won't read his whole reply to respect his privacy, but I'll just read two sentences. He, he wrote back very quickly, I am so glad you shared that with me. I definitely need it to hear it. I often struggle with feeling like a disappointment to God. And then he shared more. I was like, whew, I'm so glad that I shared that. Again, nothing to do with me. God, we're just the vessel we communicate it to encourage and strengthen and to show that this guy was like, wow, God, God really does love me. God's thinking of me. And he would speak through such a kind of random way that we knew it was God. Okay? Next one. So that's one type of example. This one, honestly, folks, this one's a little bit heavier, okay? So I'm just going to share it because I believe it gives God glory, but it, you'll understand once I share it. So this was uh, just a little while, and all these examples I'm giving are just in the last couple of months. I want it fresh examples that just in the last couple of months. So this one, I woke up, and I, it was a pretty weighty dream, and it was very vivid and serious, so I wrote it down, and I was like, whew, I wonder what this means. So this is what I wrote in my journal. Whew, that was a very strong dream regarding someone in their mid-40s dying suddenly. So you can understand the magnitude of what this dream was. Somehow I knew that this person who died was a Christian and how it was such a shock and a surprise. And this is what I wrote in my journal. The dream wasn't scary or frightening or traumatic, but very calm and completely peaceful because God was in control. Sad, yes, yet not devastating because this person is really not destroyed. So that's what I wrote in my journal. I was kind of like, I mean, it really did impact me. I was kind of like, whew, I feel the weight of that, not knowing what do I do with that. Folks, honestly, the next thing I did, I checked my phone, and there was a WhatsApp message from my friends Joseph Mwila, who lives in Zambia, and some of you have heard of Joseph and Lillian. And on my WhatsApp, because they're like six or seven hours ahead of us, so the time I read it at seven in the morning, they were already in the afternoon. So he was just sharing how the day before, one of their best friends had died suddenly and she was in her mid-40s, and he just shared, and I was just kind of like, whew. So here's an important lesson. I didn't know what to do, because I'm like, that's pretty weighty, and the timing seemed like God, but I wasn't sure what do I do with this. So I messaged Jeremy Simpkins, who some of you know, and I said, Jeremy, I just need some wisdom, and I just shared with him the dream, and I said, it just seems a bit maybe like heartless to share that, but yet it seems like God's timing. What do I do? And Jeremy replied back right away, and he goes, well, I'm not sure either, but he said, you're not going to believe this, but he said, we had a good friend die yesterday suddenly who was in her mid-40s. So he said, I'm not sure either, but I think it does bring encouragement that God knows and God cares and God's in control. And so he said, it helped us, so he said, why don't you share it with Joseph? So I messaged Joseph, and I just said, humbly, 
Joseph, and here's what I wrote to Joseph. All I don't want to in any way appear trite or shallow about this incredible loss, but the timing seems so God. And so I, I shared the, what I just told you, the dream with them. And I said, I think the main message of encouragement is that God really is in control and God really does care. And so Joseph replied a little bit later. He said, Joe, thanks so much for this. Thanks for sharing it. It's spot on. It means a lot to us. Thanks for listening to God on this for us. And then he went on to say, and I was like, gulp. He said, this really impacted the family, and I'm going to include it in my funeral message to the family and to the church. And I was just like, God, like, how amazing are you that you speak today? And we test, and we weigh, and it has to line up with God's Word. You understand the parameters. This one was even more stretching for me because this one I had, and it was someone who I think is not following Jesus. So it took a bigger risk. And I had a dream, and in my dream, this person was not doing well, and uh, they weren't doing well in my dream. When I woke up, I was like, my heart was pounding, and I was like, I just felt an urgency of, so I was like, that one I didn't have days to think about. I was like, what do I do? And I'm like, how do I tell a person I had a dream about them? And, but I just felt, you know what? I'd rather be embarrassed and go for it than hold on to it and find out sometime later something happened. So I messaged this person, and I just said, I need to meet with you. I didn't share the dream over the message. I said, I need to meet with you. Are you doing okay? And uh, at least knew we messed about. So we got together, which was difficult under COVID. And, and folks, I should say, I haven't spoken to this person in years. So, so we had together, and we had some chit-chat and just catching up. And then I had to take, like, the gulp. Um, well, the real reason I'm meeting with you is I'm a Christian, and I believe God speaks today, and, you know, I believe... God gave me a dream about you, and I just shared the dream, and I just said, you might think I'm crazy, and the conversation could end now, or I'm just going to risk that God loves you, and God's concerned about you, and anyways, I can't share the rest, because the person might actually be listening to this um, message, so that's a to be continued, but again, God speaking, because he cares for people, and he wants to be involved in their lives, and the last one I'll share, because our time's going this one I had on February 9th, and I wrote it down, and again, it was for a person in a church, and I wasn't quite sure what to do with it, so I just left it, and actually on Thursday, as I was preparing for this message, I went back through my journal from the last couple of months just to look at the dreams and just say, God, um, and as I went through it, I honestly, I'd forgotten all about it, and as I was going through, I read this one again, and it just like, whew, my heart just lit up, and I'm just like, I need to share that. So I, I messaged the person who lives in a, even in a different country, and I just said, hey, my preamble, I think I had, a, I had a dream. I think it's for you. Are you okay if I share it? And they wrote back and said yes, so I sent it in an email Friday. I wrote it all out, sent it to them, gave the preamble, and I wrote the date. I said um, this was the time I had it. So then I didn't hear back, which is always concerning because you're like, I have no idea how that went over, and so, but yesterday morning, um, this was, I 
to respect their privacy, I'll just share brief, like just a little excerpt from what they replied to me. They said, thank you, Joe, just read it. How exciting. He says, I note that the dream was on the night of February, would have been the night of February 8th morning. I wrote it down on February 9th. So then what he does, he said, I want to share with you from my journal on February 8th. So I can't read it all out here because it's just too personal. Whew, I don't know if I'm going to read it anyways. Oh. Anyways, they just shared, they wrote from their journal what they wrote down February 8th. And this person was not in a good place, very broken and very desperate. Um, and just talked about how they went to bed that night on the 8th and just how discouraged, depressed, um, hopeless they were. And he writes, that was the night of your dream. And he says, I'll be honest and say that had you shared that with me then, or even in the days and weeks that followed, I would not have been able to receive it or genuinely let it find faith in my heart. And then he writes in capital letters, however, this week has been a good week. I have felt normal and even in myself, happy even. I have found Jesus drawing near and have been excited for the future. So receiving your dream at this point in time has been perfect. Bless you. Thank you for sharing. Whew. Now, folks, the good thing about dreams, and this always keeps me humble, I take no credit because how can you whip up a dream? You can't go to bed thinking, I'm going to dream about this tonight. I believe it's from God. And you have to learn to discern and Trust me, most of the time, they're not like that. But here's the thing I've learned. When I've taken God seriously and say, God, I believe you're going to speak, and my expectation, and I take seriously trying to learn and discern God's voice, I shouldn't be surprised that actually I'm seeing more and more of an increase over years of God speaking. To God be the glory. But may that encourage us. And folks, God can speak to every one of us it's not just us as leaders or nothing special. God wants to speak through every one of us, and He speaks in different ways. He speaks from His Word, prophetically, through dreams, just through everyday things. Let's be encouraged. Mark, why don't you come, and we'll close with you sharing. I wanted Mark to share because it's so exciting. We've been praying for our Alpha, our online Alpha, um, for weeks and weeks and weeks, all the time, and so I thought it'd be so great to hear a couple of updates to encourage us. So, Mark, thank you for sharing. Um, so, again, just what Joe was saying about a lot of it is just about taking that step of faith <laughs> and feeling, I feel God might be saying this. I'm going to just risk looking embarrassed and, and humiliated. We've been, we've been praying for Alpha and running Alpha over the last number of weeks. We got to the Holy Spirit sessions and we were doing them over three over two um, Wednesday evenings, not over a weekend. And uh, I've got to say, two weeks ago was, was the, uh, we were just supposed to be showing Holy Spirit session two. And um, it hadn't been a good day for me. It had been busy, I, I, my mind filled with other things. Then we got home, there was lots going on with school things, loads of things. I didn't have time to pray for it. I went into Alpha and to be honest, and then I, I got a couple of emails just beforehand from guests saying, can't make it tonight. You know, and I was like, ah, oh, that's, 
disappointing. So I wasn't <laughs> going in full of faith. <laughs> we get in, we, we, we share a video. I put the video on, we share it over Zoom. And uh, it gets to about 20 minutes into the video, almost at the end. And I'm suddenly thinking, this is the wrong video. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have shared this. This, was, this is next week's video. I, and I hadn't even shared the whole thing about what the Holy Spirit does. I'm like straight into, let's be filled with the Spirit. And I'm like, oh no. So I hand over to Gary as soon as that finished. And he's having to lead a conversation into, into this. But he, he's just seen the wrong video. So I'm like feeling bad for him. I'm like, oh, I've, I've totally messed this up. This hasn't gone well today. <laughs> so that's the background. <laughs> but there was just this little thing, this one sentence in the video that stuck, had stuck in my mind. And it, to me, it related to someone who was, I just thought, maybe God's speaking to this person. Mm -hmm. that's all, honestly, that's all it was. Mm -hmm. And I had to make a decision. I'm like, am I going to say anything to this person or not? I thought, oh, you know, I've got to... I've just got to go for it. So I, I started to speak to her and then say some other, some other things came even just as I was speaking. And, and as I'm saying these things, she starts to weep, which is encouraging to me. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then, and then God was, I felt God was doing something. And then yes. a, a little while later, Gary Gallant came in and he had some other things. Long story short, he led her in a prayer for salvation. Yes. Right there and then in front wow. of everyone. It was yeah. so exciting. Yes. And it was just like, it, it, it wasn't obvious that God was doing anything. It looked as though everything was going wrong. Yeah. But God was at work. Mm -hmm. And God can be at work in each one of us. It doesn't matter if we've prayed that day. It doesn't, I haven't prayed. <laughs> it doesn't matter if we've had a good day. <laughs> she emailed me the next day. And she just said, um, she just said, I, I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you for, um, for last night. Um, I've, lost my, I've lost it. You can Sorry, paraphrase. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, she said, she'd been, uh, she'd been praying for days, weeks, that God would come into her life. And she said, I've just got so excited yesterday. I was filled with such joy. And she said, I feel like yesterday God walked through my door. <laughs> and we talked to her the following week, last week. And again, she was so excited. She said, I've just, I've just been different all week. My family have commented into it. It's just been amazing. So, you know, it's the start of a faith journey yes. for her. We're keeping praying for her. Keeping praying for others on Alpha. But we can all do it. We can just yes. take that little step. Yes. And, it, and it, it's scary. To yes. Do, but God can use it so yes. powerfully. And it's all God. It's yes. All. Yes. Amen. Thank, Thank you, you, Mark. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right. Well, just as we close, we're going to ask the worship team to come. And if you're able, why don't you stand? And I, just a couple of things I just want to do to kind of bring things to a summary here. All right, so God's real, Jesus is alive, he's active today, and my heart in all of this is just want to make us more aware. We don't want to miss out on God speaking. For me personally, those ones, the dreams, God was speaking to me for a long time, and I just didn't pay attention 
So it wasn't so much like, God, why aren't you speaking? It was God's like tapping me on the, I'm speaking, you're not listening. And, it, and I just want to try to stir us to be aware that God's speaking. So let's attune our ears to that. And so last week, I think it was passionate, talked about maybe our, our gifts can get rusty, like we can just, so here's a couple things I just want to do this week. If you know maybe your gifts have gotten rusty, maybe that's in the prophetic, maybe kind of hearing God's voice, whatever it might be. Why don't you do this this week? Just stop, and why don't you just go back and just begin to remember, hey, what it was like for when God was speaking. Maybe when's the last time God maybe spoke to you? And then just start praying and say, Lord, Jesus said we can ask, we can seek, we can knock. We've got a good Father. He's not going to give us something that's going to hurt us. How much more if we ask for the Holy Spirit? And so let's ask for the Holy Spirit. So tonight we're going to be praying. We're going to be calling out on God. And so let's do that together. And last thing, I just want it to make sure it gets on the, for the video, and then Angela and the team will lead us, is this week as I was praying for this morning, and in one of the dreams I had, I think it was for this morning. Let me just share it with you, and I believe it might be for someone here in person here this morning or someone watching online. But here was the sort of the story in the, in the dream. In my dream, somebody was planning to run away, and so they were getting their house in order. They were, like, giving stuff away. They were packing things. They were putting stuff into storage, and not in a good way, like, as in, like, running away from home. But they were, and no one knew they were doing it, but they were, they were planning to run away, and just the sense I got in just trying to pray through it, and God, what are you saying? It's just, I just God, Jesus wants to speak to us this morning, is that we don't need to run away. We need to run to Jesus. And I don't know if that was like a literal, someone was planning to run away, or maybe if it was more mentally, emotionally. I don't know if it was a suicide thing, or they're checking out. I'm not, I'm not sure. But if that's God speaking to you, would you just hear Jesus' words? You don't need to run away. Run to Jesus. Run to me. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I'm your burden bearer. I'm the light of the world. I'm the resurrection and the life. I'm the good shepherd. I'm the gate. Okay. So, Lord, I just pray for anyone here this morning watching online. I pray if you're, that's you speaking through that image, that powerful image. Lord, I pray that people would run to you today and find, Lord, rest hope and life in you. You're our salvation. Speak, move, act, Holy Spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, if that was you, why don't you speak to one of us afterwards? We'd love to pray with you. If online, please contact us so that we can walk that out with you. All right.